Have you felt like you had church? You have. But, uh, well, more, you might need that. You might need to take over. Hallelujah. Where's all my piano players and stuff like that and musicians and Ah, you can go ahead and sit down. I ain't going to sing. I just wonder why y'all leave me alone just so fast. I now, I may use my phone. Is that all right with y'all? It's going to be Bible stuff now. I ain't going to be talking to nobody. I got three, four, five different apps of Bible stuff on here. And, uh, they be a lot easier to use sometimes than the manual stuff. <laughs> and, uh, but I may not. Praise God. <clears throat> I mean, George's Sunday school lesson this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Better things. Better things. Better things. And, uh, you know, I... I'm, I'm very hesitant to uh, try to talk, try to preach or teach after a, a move of God in prayer. But I understand that uh, for me to defeat the enemy, Pastor Moore, I'm going to have to know something about God. The enemy came to Eve in the garden and used the very word of God against her to cause her to fall. Yes, he did. And uh, so we're not, the writer says, we're not ignorant of his devices. And so, uh, whoo, man. I wish I could get everything together and just be a one of them showing us. Hallelujah. But uh, I'm just John Leroy. That's what some of them call me at work. Praise God. Praise God. I'm just feeling around a minute. Y'all just bear with me. Got to make up my mind how I want to do this if I. I don't want to be as one that beateth the air. If you're not in condition to get this and receive it, I don't want to be the one just to speak just because it's something I want to do. You've got to be in a condition to hear it and receive it. I praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And uh, <clears throat> I'm not going to beat you up. It's not about beating you up or any of that stuff. It's just about that no matter, no matter the word of the Lord, we've got to have it. No matter what it's for, how it comes, uh, it's going to take all of it for you to make it. And you're not going to be able to skip by in any part or any lot. Amen. Praise the Lord. So uh, I'm going to hang up this.
And I'm going to stand right here, and I'm going to try to, I'll try to stay here as much as I can. Praise God. Praise God. I want to talk about a little bit of something that uh, maybe uh, you'll find interesting. And uh, I certainly hope you'll find it interesting. How many love the Word of God? Now, if you didn't raise your hand, that means you can't be saved. Because if you don't love it, you don't love Him. If you say you love Him and don't love His Word, then you're a liar. That's pretty straight, ain't it? I guess I am beating them up anyway. And I said I wasn't. And, uh, but uh, <clears throat> I, I wrote some stuff down, but I, you know, and I'm just going to try. I'm just going to talk just for a little while if I could. In Genesis, the first chapter. book of the beginnings, right? And uh, so God is uh, given to someone is writing this. The Lord himself is not showing himself this. He's showing it to someone. And uh, they are writing as God gives it to them. And um, the 26th verse now, it's not exactly what you think it's going to be. I'm going to hit a lot of stuff, but it's not going to be probably exactly what you think it's going to be, okay? But I'm going to cover, I'm probably going to cover a lot of stuff, and that 30 minutes may not be quite as long enough. You know what I'm saying? And I hope your, your good new chairs, they feel real good. It's been a long time since I've wore you out. We're at the saints of the Most High God. <laughs> And, uh, but this may be one of those nights. That's why I'm kind of hesitant to get into this. But it is a, uh, it may not be lengthy. It may, it may but uh, it is a something that it'll help you. It, it, it helps me. And um, so let's see where it goes. And it says on the 26th verse, it said, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And so if there were to be from that scripture a plurality of persons, the next verse should read, So we created man in our image, in the image of us, created we him, male and female, created we them. It's not what it says. So, the book of the beginnings, I'm fully convinced that it was Moses that wrote the first five books of the Old Testament. And it's God given the account to Moses in the 40 days and 40 nights twice. God taught him and showed him things that were. 
and some things that were yet to be. And, uh, and so it says, let us, and so we'll go on to the next one. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. There wasn't even a woman yet. But we have the writer telling us that God said, male and female. He's living in a camp with millions of people already, with two or three million Jews. And so there's all these people. And so the, the man of God, he's fully aware. So that's about all I'm going to say about that part of that. But he said, so God created man in his own image. Everybody say image. In the image, everybody say image. Image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And so we find here that uh, in, from the very outset, God says, I'm going to form me a, a man, a, a creation that's going to be like me. It's going to be in my image. And so if we go to the second chapter, it comes again. It says, there went up amidst from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. That's the sixth verse, seventh verse, two and seven. And the Lord God formed a man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And so God created this man from the very dust of the ground. He created him in his image. And he says, uh, he said, and God said, Bless them, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And so God gave this man dominion, and God gave him dominion over everything else that was created. And that tells me that no matter what was created, there was nothing that God had not given unto the man under his dominion. Now, I understand that here... At this point in time is before the fall. And it's before that man had, uh, that he had, uh, uh, what do you call, performed the egregious act of eating of the fruit or disobeying God. And so I don't know what could have happened in, in that, uh, what happened to the, the, the animal world, but the only thing I read about, the first thing I read about that begins to uh, chew upon something else is mankind. And Cain slew his brother, Abel. And so God said it wasn't good for man to be alone. And you know the story. He said that when a mist up and he formed a and breathed it to him and became a living soul, planted a garden in Eden, put the man there. And he said, and he, everything he created, there was rivers that come out of there. And then he says, uh, and God took the man, put him in the garden to dress it and to keep it. Now, everything is perfect. It's utopian. But, but the, the writer here saying, God put him there, put him there to dress it and to keep it. I'm not supposed to walk away from this. That's so they can hear me out there and on whenever they listen. So uh, I, I'm trying to do good. And uh, so uh, he put the man in the garden, and then he brings the things by and everything, and whatever Adam called it, that's the name of the creature. 
And uh, he said that it's not good for men to be alone. And he caused a deep sleep. He said, I'm going to make something that's a, uh, that's a help for him. It's something suitable. He doesn't have a, 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 anybody to help him. He's, he's alone. He, there's, there's no way for, for them to be fruitful and multiply at this point. There's just a man. And uh, I, I'm sorry, uh, L-B-G-T-Q-B-R-N-O-S-T-P-R-L-N-W, whatever you are. Uh, I'm sorry God doesn't recognize you and uh, he can't even see you. And there's only way, one way he'll ever be able to see you. And that is if you put away that sin and you come through the blood and he can look through the blood and see you. He can look through Calvary and Jesus and he can see you, but not until then. He doesn't recognize you. He, he, Adam, where art thou? Well, I was naked and I hid myself. Well, how'd you know that? Well, because I, I know, but I can't see you. And an innocent, I gave this in Sunday school class. Let me, and, uh, but let me finish it. I, I got there, I might as well finish it. I hate to leave everybody hanging that may not know. You probably know. I understand that. But there may be somebody listening somewhere sometime that may not know. But, but an innocent took their place. And God slew an innocent and covered their sin. And so the writer of the lesson this morning said there wasn't a rolling. He, he said there wasn't a rolling ahead a, a of their sins. And, and I, I get that. I, I, I kind of get that in a mean. But there was an, a passing over, he said, and uh, God passed over it. But there's a mountain of sin that has yet to be rectified and that has yet to be cleansed and that has yet to be dealt with that had never been dealt with except that it was just a manner of pushing it aside until a time that those sins could be remitted. But until this point. And so he made the woman and here we are, the woman and the man and the man, and I could get into a lot of stuff, but I've got to go. I've got, I've got to go. And, uh, and so the next thing we find is we find that, that Cain slew his brother. I don't find the animal world yet devouring one another. I don't know when that began to take place, Pastor Moore. And I don't know when the herbivores uh, were... Not the only thing when carnivores started. I don't know when that was. I know that everything at this point in the, in the beginning of the Word of God, that everything ate of the fruit of the ground, of the trees that grew out thereof. And they didn't hurt and devour one another. And it's going to be that way again in the millennial reign of Christ on this earth. Oh, yes, it is. And so, and I don't see that happening, but I do see man devouring his brother. He slew his brother Abel because he didn't bring a suitable sacrifice and God had respect to Abel's and he didn't have respect to Cain. And so the next thing we find, fifth chapter of Genesis. This is the book of the generations of Adam and the day that God created man. In the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam. In the day when they were created, 
And Adam lived in 130 years and beget a son in his own likeness. After his image. Everybody say image. And called his name Seth. And called his name Seth. I'm not going to let you. Let's just pray right now. Let's ask God to bless the word. And reading of the word. I got some more I'm going to read. Let's just talk to God just for a moment. Pray for me that, that God will help my mind. And that I can convey what's been on my heart and spirit. Jesus, God, I thank you for your word that's forever settled in heaven. Thy word that will never pass away. God, I thank you, Lord, that your power is very near to all of us. God, I'm asking you to anoint my mind. God, I'm asking you to anoint my understanding. God, I'm asking you to touch the ears of them that are here tonight. God, give them an ear to hear what the Spirit would say to the church. But God, I need to be able to convey your word by your power and by your anointing, by your Spirit. In the name of Jesus, such every one of us, O oh Lord, that we might be made better children of God, that we might be made more like you every day as we live in the power of your fullness. In the name of Jesus, help us to walk in your great glory and in your name we praise you lord jesus amen 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 praise god so let's uh let's go on so he's created man and god said and god made man in his own likeness because in the image of god created he man and so in the beginning we were created so but we find this fifth chapter and god says that Adam had a son. It didn't mention Cain, but it mentions the one that took Abel's place. He said, and he bare a son in his likeness after Adam's image. Hold that thought. I got a lot of stuff here. I not even wrote it down. I wrote it down, but I may not have. I didn't. And so Colossians 1 and 15 says, and if I go a little bit before that, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers in the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Now it says some more stuff here that if, you know, I was uh, going into detail about the oneness of the Godhead, which is not my real intent. But while we're here, it says, who is the image of the invisible God? Now, if you look 
and your Strong's Concordance, and you look at that word image and what it says about it, it's, uh, it's an exact, uh, or a statute, it's an uh, uh, exact uh, likeness, or form, or it could be lots of things. So, the writer here, I needed to get here so we can understand that when he made man in his own likeness, in his own image, he's not talking about some kind of figure. He's not talking about some kind of idol, something that you can look at and see. But he is invisible. It's like Jesus said, everyone that's born of the Spirit, you know, he said, you don't know where the wind bloweth. You can't see it. You just know. He said, the Spirit is like the wind that bloweth. No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten, He hath declared Him. And uh, that there He is uh, uh, for God is Spirit, Jesus said. And they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. The wind bloweth where it listeth. And you hear the sound thereof, but you don't know where it comes from or where it goes. Can anybody here take, and if I, I meant to bring me a, a, a white board, blackboard, and put up here and just get anybody in here that thinks they can draw me and show me what invisible looks like. If you got invisible, make me an image of it. That's because you can't. There is no physical representation of it in its truest form. But God made man in his likeness and in his image. And so we see the man, Adam, after he is chased out of the garden, after he had fallen in sin, we see that God deemed it necessary to have it in the book where when he bore a son after that Abel was killed because of his righteous sacrifice and Seth was born, it said when Adam had a son born, and that was the name that would carry on the lineage of the first man, Adam, that God said that he made that one and he was born and he was in Adam's likeness and this one was in Adam's image because Adam was passing down a curse and a sin nature and God seen that it was in the book that there would be no mouth that could speak against what God was doing. That's why the first man Adam was made a living soul but the second man, the last man Adam was made a quickening or a living a giving life power and spirit and you can't see spirit and so the first man Adam was made like God, he was perfect Brother Moore, he was entire. And it said that he was the figure of the man that was to come, even Christ Jesus. And so he was made like the first Adam. The first Adam was made in the likeness of the second Adam. And the second Adam came in the likeness of God. But he's born of a woman. Made of the seed of man. So that he could be a faithful and just high priest in all things. And so. We have in Colossians and he says. 
this man Jesus who is the image of the invisible God. And uh, let's just go a little bit further before I, I dig myself a hole that I can't quite get out of and go where, uh, where I can't finish what I'm trying to con converse to you tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. Everybody say amen. amen. Everybody, everybody good. Everybody all right. Hallelujah. Okay. Hebrews 1 and 3. So let's look at Hebrews and see what it has to say. Image. God, who at sundry times and in divers' manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, now, once again, I just want to call your attention to the word. To the express image of his persons. Oh, no. It's not persons. Whose person? God's person. Who being the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, the brightness of whose glory? My glory will I not give another. I come in my father's name, you won't have me. Another come in his, you will. He is the express image of the invisible God. That's why Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Don't you look anywhere else. If you're going to make heaven, when you look at the man Christ Jesus, you better be able to say that he is the Lord Jehovah. That he is the true and the living God. The only wise God, our Savior. You better be able to recognize and say that he is Jehovah Lord of hosts. He is the first and he is the last. He is Alpha. He is Omega. He is beginning and he is the end. He is everything that I need. He is a mediator between between God and man, he is the man, Christ Jesus. And in him all fullness dwells. Image. And so he came as the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. I made an illustration this morning in the Sunday school class. I didn't know I was going to be here, but like this, but I'm going to give you the illustration real quick. I had one of the, uh, I had Garrett, he said, and I said, no, 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 you're in the wrong place. You need to be over here. You're going to be God. I'm going to be Jesus. I, I, we're not, but we're, we're, we're going to give an illustration. And so I sit at his right hand. And one of the students, we said, is a slime bucket. Slime ball. I ain't telling you who. If they want to tell you, that's their business. Uh, hallelujah. Doesn't matter, right? Praise God. But uh, I said, 
Slime bucket, no good. I'm the man Christ Jesus. I'm that better sacrifice. I'm that better high priest. I'm the one who is the image of the invisible God. I am the express image of his glory, of his power, of his authority. And I laid down my life by myself. And the power of God raised me up. Everybody say God is spirit. Everybody say Jesus was man. Everybody say Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. So we have a physical representation now of the invisible God that the physical representation of him is totally human and completely totally Jehovah in spirit he had the mind and the understanding of a man and all of the emotional uh, capacities that mankind has and all of the angst thereof but he was the very power of Jehovah for the, he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not but Jehovah was not the man and the man could not get out of the grave without Jehovah. But he was the image of the invisible God that is holy, that is without fault, that is without limitations in power and authority and anointing. He is without limitation in his ability to work and to move and to build up and to cast down. He is without limitations in any field whatsoever except it is impossible for him to lie. He is true to his own self. He is the only God there is none beside him there is none like him and he alone has tread out the whole heavens has spread them out and treadeth the waters alone there is none beside him there is no God there is no similitude like unto him anywhere except the sons of God who come through the perfect sacrifice, the image of the invisible God. The image of him that fillest all things. And so what we have here is a man that is perfect. A man that knew no sin, neither was God found in his mouth. A man that says, I didn't come to do my will, and I didn't come of my own. He said, my father sent me. I had nothing to do with how I got here. 
My father sent me. Now I could, there's a whole lot of stuff I could get into about the about doctrine, about oneness and Trinitarianism. And that I'm not a that's not my main focus. But my focus is is trying to get us to understand that that this man Christ Jesus, he was the image of a God that is holy and that is without equal in any in any avenue of anything that might be. He is alone God and has all power and all authority and he can do anything that you need for him to do and he is sovereign and he stands alone on his own principles. But in him there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is true to his self and to his word. And so because it is impossible for God to lie. I want to read a, a verse of scripture in Luke. I'm sorry if I. This hurts, if this hurts your ears or something maybe or whatever, you have to get somebody else's attention. I can't, I can't, I can't know how to tone, tone this down when I get to what I'm saying, okay? I just have to get it out. Y'all understand what I'm saying. Hallelujah. I, 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 don't, I don't know how to tone it down. And so... But Luke, the 20th chapter, 21, let's, uh, uh, and they're trying to catch him, the, the uh, scribes and Pharisees and the lawyers, doctors and all those, and they're trying to catch him in a fault, right? And they ask him, saying, Master, we know that thou sayest and teachest rightly. Now listen how they, they do this. You know, the, that devil's slick, right? He, he's always, and so he beguiled Eve and she fell for it and then Adam ate out of love. Well, if he'd have been a man, no, 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 no. It's a perfect picture of Christ's love for you. He became what you were, a dirty scumbag. And so let me go back to the story before I read this. And I said, we got this, and I'm sitting here, and I'm at the right hand of the majesty on high. That's a slum, a slime bucket, a scumball. No good for nothing. Messed up. I don't know why you give your time. The word of God comes. That's why it is imperative. It is important for you to get your nose in the book. It's important for you to hear the word of the Lord. So that the word of God. He said where you are washed. By the washing of the water. By the word. You cannot get washed without word. It takes the word of God to get you to a place of repentance. How, they, how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall he preach except he be sent? Hey, hearing faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. You've got to get the word of the Lord in your spirit, in your life, in your heart. That when you fall, that that word will grip your heart and your mind. He may even send the man of God. He may have somebody. It may be from the pulpit. But what did David do? David fell on his face before the Lord. And when he did. God said I passed your sin by. But what Jesus does. 
he'll just get over there. And God says, and Jesus said, well, you know, I bled and died. But I can't see them. They're tainted. And I have no way of seeing them right now. All I see is darkness. And I don't see them. Adam, where art thou? And Jesus says, but I paid the price. Behold, they're praying. And he runs over there. It's as though that all of a sudden, that advocate, and if a man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Christ Jesus, the righteous, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. It's as though the blood begins to run, and Jesus himself positions himself between you and God. And he looks through that sacrifice, and he looks through that blood. And when he sees you again, you're not that wretched sinner. You're not something that's dirty and messed up but when you come to him he sees you white as snow he sees you like wool and he sees you made whole again by the blood of Jesus where he ever liveth at the right hand of the majesty on high to make intercession for you because you're so perfect you don't need that anymore hello You tell me how perfect you are. Then I'll ask somebody that knows you real intimately, close. Then we'll find out. Oh, they'll try to hide it. Now, Luke 20. Here we are. I finished that. Luke 20. And they ask him, saying, Master, we know that thou sayest rightly and teachest rightly. Neither accepteth thou the person of any, but teachest the way of God truly. Is it lawful for us to give tribute unto Caesar or no? But he perceived their craftiness and said unto them, Why tempt ye me? Show me a penny whose image and superscription hath it. And they answered and said, Caesar's. And he said unto them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things which be Caesar's, and unto God the things which be God's. I'd like to talk to you just for a few more minutes. Finally getting to where I, what I want to talk about. Whose image are you? Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Whose image are you? Render therefore unto Caesar the things which be Caesar's, and unto God the things. Which be God's. Know you not. 
that you are the temple of the living God. And you are not your own, but you're bought with a price. He purchased you at Calvary. And when you came through him, through the death, burial, and resurrection, he gave you his likeness and his image again. Therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. All things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Romans, the eighth chapter, following the seventh chapter, you know about the book of Romans. Uh, the seventh chapter is Paul is teaching and telling them for what I would that I do not, but that I would not that I do. For I found the law with me that when I would do good, evil is present with me. So with the body, I serve sin, but with the spirit, I serve the mind of God or the things of God. And so uh, he ends up, he says, uh, I find the law then when I would do good, evil is present. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members. Warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? And then he gives you the answer. I thank God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Now, you have a choice of what you're going to follow. Now, every man sins when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. That's how you get there. There is something in, innate in that nature that changed from the garden to Seth. And said, for, therefore, by one man, sin entered into the world. By one man, the forgiveness of sin and the rest restoration of righteousness and communion with God in totality. And so, in the 28th verse of that chapter, of 8th chapter of Romans, it says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. For whom He did foreknow, He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image, everybody say image, of His Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Now, Lord, help me, Jesus. It's not been that long. But um, 
Does everybody understand what he means when he said that he might be the firstborn among many brethren? Y'all understand where that comes from? You want me to tell you? Y'all want to know? Everybody shake your head if, if, you, if you want me to say it. I'm going to say it then. When they were coming out of Egypt and he took the firstborn, the Passover. Everything from that time on, he said, the firstborn are going to die. That don't have the blood applied over the doorpost. And from then on, he says, you'll always keep this and the firstborn of every male belongs to me and you shall redeem the firstborn of beast, of cattle, of good cattle, of oxen, and of man shall be redeemed. Donkey, firstborn, males. He said, if you don't redeem them of the animals, he said, you break his neck. It belongs to me. Because I passed over. I'm the firstborn of many brethren whom he did foreknow. Him also he did predestinate that he might be the firstborn. He is a, we are a sort of first fruits being the firstborn of many nations. We are the, uh, we are the redemption prize, if you please, of God Almighty. We are that that the uh, that the covering was put on over the doorpost of the home and over the over the lentils on the side. It was that that blood that covered that allowed them to live in that home to be spared. And that is the same. It was a representation of the blood of Christ that would be spilled later. And when you come into Christ Jesus through his death, burial, and resurrection, you become the firstborn of every creature unto God. God, through Christ Jesus, you are the chosen, you are the elect, you are the apple of God's eye, and there's nobody like you in the earth, there's nobody like you that has ever been or will ever be after, because you are putting on the image of the Son of God, who was perfect and without sin. And who has all power in heaven and earth. Jesus before he. Was nailed to the tree. He told him you have no power in me at all. I could presently call 12 legions of angels. And they will come and rescue me if it will. If I so declared it to be. So he said, I have the power to lay it down. I have the power to raise it up. Because Jesus knew who he was both in the flesh. He said, these miracles that I do, I do them not on my own. He was the perfect man. Who knew his place in obedience unto God Almighty. 
I can't get into that. I got it. But he was under tutors. We're the same way. We don't start out full grown. We start out babes and we learn. And so, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate that he might be the firstborn. And formed, to be conformed, he did predestinate to be conformed into the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Have I lost you yet? Am I making any sense? Let's see what I say now. Let's see what the Word of God has to say to us tonight. First Corinthians 15. And so it was written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last man, Adam, made a quickening spirit. Howbeit that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural. And afterward, that which is spiritual. Now, isn't it a, you know, it's a, God put Adam to sleep. And he took from Adam a rib and made a woman. And God himself took of himself and created a church. That is going to be his bride. Wherefore he hath given us the earnest of our inheritance. Jesus, he gave not the spirit by measure. He was totally God and totally man. He was spirit and flesh. And so that man was a complete image of the Almighty God, in that everything he said, he said, I only say what my father says. I only do what my father does. I only hear what he says to me to do, and I only do all those things that he asked me to do. I am completely under his will. I'm completely under his power and authority until the time of the restitution of all things. That's why there's not going to be two thrones. That's why there's not going to be three thrones. There's going to be one throne. He said, and I seen the throne. And he that sat upon the throne. He said, you're going to be able to sit with me and my father in my throne. My throne. You'll sit with me. Because... I am in the image of him. You are in the image of me. And because you are in the image of me, you are in the image of him. And because you are with me, he said, let them be one, even as we are one. And let 
them be one in me that we might be one with you and so we will sit in that throne with him and there's one throne and there's one God and father of all who is above all through all and in you all and he's trying to get you to be made in his likeness in his image today and he wants you to be in his image so we're going to get down where the rubber meets the road. When you're walking to and fro, and when you're about your daily business, and you come in contact with some things that are not exactly pleasant, and in your goings to and fro and in your normal day of doing things and in your normal activity and, and in your way of conducting yourselves and uh, in your way of uh, conversing and your conversation, uh, whether it be in your action word or deeds, uh, whatever it may be, and I don't care. Uh, your conversation, when it says that in the Word of God, covers all about how you are. I want to know what kind of image you're portraying. And I, I want to know what the world and what the enemy and what others are thinking about what you are portraying. When they came to him and they, they tried to catch him and they were wanting to accuse him of something and they said should we pay this? They came first saying we know that thou carest not for man's person and we know you speak the word of God truly and we know you are for somewhere. They understood. They knew perfectly well he was not like any of them and he was not like any other man that they had ever heard of even even Abraham even Solomon not even Isaiah not even Elijah no not even Moses or none of them could say that they were anything like the man Christ Jesus he was far and beyond and above every one of them he'd done things John said if it were possible in the world if everything could be written that he done I don't know if the world could contain the books but I'm telling you he left us a legacy and he left us a promise that we could be made like him but I want to know what are they seeing when they see me what are they seeing when I'm in the world are they looking at a representation of the very God of glory or are they seeing the man that is so flawed that because of my flaws and because of my carnality and because of my flesh they can't see the power of the glory of God that should be resident in me and I should be walking by faith and not by sight. I should be walking by the spirit and not by the flesh. I should be giving heed to the things of God rather than the things of man. But by and by we find ourselves we're not careful We don't get this thing down. And we don't get him dead and dirty. Oh, he's, he's, you, you little angel darling saints. Peter, 
Satan has desired thee. That he might sift you as wheat. But Jesus said, but I have prayed for thee. That thy faith fail thee not. So as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In the moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. And so we find ourselves in these flawed earthen vessels because we're all under the condemnation of Adam after the seed of Adam. We are the seed of Adam. Now, I told a Sunday school class that we're asking, and I believe Brother Braden even mentioned somebody was asking about. But uh, and I said the questions that gender strife about genealogies, about where did Cain get his wife and all that stuff, you know, don't know and don't care and it don't matter. So I'm not going to trouble my mind with that stuff. Let me say that again. I don't know. I don't care. And it does not matter. God didn't put it in the book. He didn't want me to know. And if you want to know, you ask him. If he don't tell you, you're out of luck. If he does, then you're probably like, Jim Jones and some of the rest of them. You're off on a tangent. I'm just being honest with you. Praise God. I have insight with God. He's going to show me and nobody else. Really. You can start your own religion then too. That's what they do. You better be content with what God's given you. And let God be God. Let him worry about all that stuff. He said, Timothy, Titus, let me tell you boys what you do. He said, you don't worry about all that stuff and those questions that gender strife and that you don't have the answers for. He said, you preach the word of God. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine that they that hear thee might be saved. I'm telling you, you'll save them that hear thee and your household. Don't worry about that stuff. It doesn't matter where they came from. What matters is that you were made in the image of God. And something happened that you lost that. And then a better sacrifice had to come. For it was not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. It just was an appeasing. And it was in the obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And the hearken is better than the fat of rams. 
For rebellion is a sin of witchcraft and uh, hard-headedness is idolatry and wickedness. Got the word now. But uh, anyway, it's the same thing. Your head's hard, stiff-necked. It's like idolatry and wickedness. And so you, uh, you've got to hear and you've got to believe and you've got to know what God says that you can walk and be like him. Let's go just a little bit further. I think I'm missing something here. I'll just hold on just a minute. I've got to log in to the mainframe right here. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's see if I got this right. Praise God. And so 2 Corinthians, the third chapter. Let's, let's, let's look at that. Let's look at that. And so it's talking about uh, the children of Israel. And uh, he says, and he's talking to the Corinthians, says, do we commend ourselves and do we need an epistle? For you are our epistles written in our hearts, known and read of all men. He says, but uh, he said, for as much as you are manifestly declared to be epistles of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God. Everybody say, with the spirit. So, by the spirit you shall mortify the deeds of the flesh. And so there is a, there is a connection with God that has to be made on a daily basis For your flesh to be kept in control. And if you don't do that, then it's not the image of God, of Christ, that is reflected by you. It's the image of flesh. And all the time, there is a world that is in need of a Savior that's in darkness, that's in need of light. And he said, ye are the light of the world. I am the light of the world. If any man walk with me, it shall not walk in darkness. If he live in me, it won't be in darkness. I say unto you, you are the light of the world. You're a city that's set on a hill that cannot be hid. You're like a candle that they light in the house. And so for as much you are written epistles, not with ink, but the spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in flesh of table. And we have trust through Christ to Godward. So then he goes on, he says, who also hath made us to be ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. And the law, what was meant for life, brought death. And it taught us that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So it's all by Him, for Him, through Him, and of Him that we are, been, we are made able to become the images of God in Christ Jesus. So we are His representation. So the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. 
and said, if the menstruation of death and written on stones was glorious and children of Israel could not look upon him, but they, he had to be covered with a veil so that they could look on him. He says, for the ministration of condemnation, if it be glory, much more the ministration of righteousness, how shall it much more exceed that in glory? So if the ministration of death was glorious and they could look on it, then how much more glorious is the ministration of Christ and the power of the Holy Ghost in us? There's no comparison. A better covenant. Built on better promises. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. Are y'all following me? Have I lost you? Somebody say amen. I've lost you. Praise God. So, for even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect by reason of the glory that excelleth. So that glory is done away. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remaineth is glorious. See, then we have such hope, we use plainness of speech. And so not as Moses had put a veil, he said, but today when the law of Moses is read, he said that veil is still upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall be turned or when it shall turn to the Lord, what shall turn to the Lord? When their heart shall turn to the Lord, then the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit. And we go all the way back to that verse where it said the letter killeth. But the Spirit maketh alive. What Spirit? The Spirit of the living God. He said, now the Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with open face beholding in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. And you thought it couldn't be done. But we all with an open face. Beholding in a glass the glory of the Lord. Are changed from the same image from glory to glory. Even as by the spirit of the Lord. So I'm here to tell you tonight. You're living below your privilege. And you're not claiming the thing that you need to claim. And you're letting the devil beat you out of some promises. Because when God filled you with his spirit, he filled you with power. He filled you with authority. He gave you power to tread on scorpions and serpents and all over, over all the power of the enemy. He made you the head and not the tail. You shall lend and not borrow. He is a God over everything. And his eye is upon you. And you're worth more than many sparrows. And if he sees every one of then when they fall, he knows your head and the very hair are numbered. I'm telling you, he cares about you and he wants you to be his exact replica in this world. But when we behold ourselves when we take that perfect law of liberty and we look and we see ourselves. 
It is to let us remember the manner of persons we are. Who and what we are, how God made us. How Adam sired us all. But how Jesus bought us back at Calvary. And what Adam undone, Jesus restored. What Adam destroyed, Jesus made whole. He's, I said it this morning. I said it to somebody else. He's either going to be something for you to build on. He's going to be a chief cornerstone or he's going to be a stone and a rock of offense and of stumbling. You take your pick what he is. But we all with open face beholding in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And so when we look and we understand the greatness of our God and we see Him in His majesty and might and His power by the power of the Holy Ghost that He has given you and by the restoration of the Spirit of, of, of God in your life and, and the restoration of eternal life in you. You have that eternal life in you. That is Christ Jesus the hope of glory it is the God that made the whole world and all that it, it dwells in you and uh, he gave you the earnest of your inheritance he gave you a a, 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 a a portion a part of him dwells in you the fullness of all things that filleth all things it dwells in you but you don't have control of that spirit it has control of you And so, therefore, seeing we have this ministry and we have received mercy, we faint not. But I've renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. I made this statement to Brother Barry and Brother Moore the other night. And this is just the way we have to be. It's the way that I've always operated, and I know that's the way Pastor Moore operates and Brother Barry operates. Not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them the lost. And I made the statement because, because we have committed ourselves to the word of God in its authenticity and its truth. We've committed ourselves to God that he would enlighten us to the truth of his word. That no matter how we preach it, we have to remain faithful to what the word says. No matter what we think and what our idea, our opinion is, that we always have to be true to the word of God. Our God is the final authority. And you don't have a right to change it for anything that you believe. 
But I don't think it doesn't matter what you think. It matters if God says it. Well, I don't, I'm just going to pray and it don't matter. You can pray till your tongue falls out and all your teeth come out. But if God said no or yes, then it's no or yes, leave it alone. Oh, he'll change it for you. He will. And for this, God, he, for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie and that they all might be damned who receive not a love for the truth. He will let you believe a lie and you'll think he's okay with it, but he's not. Oh, you can have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, just exactly the way you want it. Bake it any way you want to. But you're not building on that rock. Be careful how you build on the foundation. It's become a rock of offense and a stone of stumbling. And you don't even realize it. And when you get there, you think you're going to hear him say, well done, my good and faithful saints is going to say, depart from me, you're working some iniquity. I never knew you. But I, yeah, I know. Hey. Well, somebody, it was a lie. I thought that was right. Yeah, I sent you that. Done in the Old Testament. He said, I'm going to put a lying spirit in their mouth. Be careful. You are the, rep the representation of the great God Jehovah. You are sons of God and heirs and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. And he wants, Brother Braden. He wants you and Sister Braden. They were called Adam in the day that they were created, right? He wants you to be just like him. That's what he wants you to be. Brother Corey, he wants you and Sister Tara. He wants, he wants y'all to be just like him. That's what he wants. Brother Randy, he wants you to be just like, that's what he wants for you. And you think you can't achieve it? If God be for us. I'm telling you, you're more than capable. Some of you are, are more than you even think you are. But you've allowed the enemy to say, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not the other. What you need to do is tell that enemy to get thee behind me. The Lord told me I could have this. The Lord said this is my promise. The Lord promised me. And this is a promise of the Lord. I'm claiming it today. And God, I don't know when it's coming. But I know he's going to give it to me because he said he would. And if I believe it and speak it, he'll do it. I got proof. I have to find it again. How long have I been, Brother Nathan? About an hour? Over an hour? Oh, I got to wrap this up. I'm sorry. Uh, 
Is this all right? Can I finish? I think I just, I think I, I, I think I'm going to be all right right here. And uh, so he wants us to be like him. And this sister, uh, Debbie, whoever does the uh, things every day, this was in there, right? And uh, in the fourth chapter of 2 Corinthians, and I'd say, oh, that, my goodness, I'm reading it again. And uh, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our bodies. Oh, hallelujah. If you suffer with him, you will also reign with him. Hallelujah. 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 For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake. And the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. We having the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I believed and therefore have I spoken. When was the last time you spoke it? That's why I sung that part of that song again. If you believe it, you'll receive it. It ain't you can. If you believe it, you will receive it. I don't know if you don't feel anything or not. doesn't matter. But you need to come on and testify. Testify. And so, he says here, we have the same spirit of faith. Everybody say spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us up also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might be through the thanksgiving, may redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory." While we look not on the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And so we make a, a, a wrong judgment of trying to see things, of wanting to see something, of trying to ha have an image of something that is a spirit. 
that is uh, by the power of God that cannot be seen. And uh, you're, you're trying to uh, put something in a physical box that cannot be put in a physical box. The only box it can be put in is in you and in me. But you can't see the glory and the power of the Spirit of God unless God reveals it by a cloud or by some manifestation of, 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 of glory as he did when they dedicated the temple and the tabernacle.